All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Travis Matern. All right. Hello, Fitness Education Online community. Super excited to be with you here today uh, with that, my first guest that I'm going to have uh, a bunch of guests over the next two weeks talking about our brand new course that we've just put together, something completely different. Um, and in my knowledge, something that doesn't exist almost anywhere, whether it be Australia, whether it be New Zealand, whether it be uh, international or either. I mean, New Zealand's obviously international, but uh, further abroad internationally. Um, and what it's got to do with is bringing in some of the best speakers that we've been able to come across uh, in the last few years when we've traveled and been able to attend things like Idea and CanFit Pro, FitX and FileX and all these different events. Uh, we've been able to get uh, a bunch of these speakers to, to put together some presentations on their best stuff. And that's what we're super excited to bring you in the next uh, little bit. Our next course is our Fitness Education Online Summit. Uh, with two streams of uh, content, fitness, and then uh, business and marketing, essentially. So uh, we've got here uh, Richard Ellis, who's got my first guest for the week, uh, talking about all this content. Richard Ellis, if you're not familiar with him, based over in New Zealand, uh, someone who talks heavily about corporate training and the importance of corporate training and how you can get into corporate training. Um, And yeah, that's what we're going to be chatting about today. He's one of the speakers for the summit, and we're going to give you guys a bit of a rundown on what to expect and what you can uh, expect to hear from some of these speakers. But today, it's specifically Richard Ellis. Uh, so guys, as you're jumping in, as always, say hello to Richard. Let us know where you're tuning in from. And if this sounds like something you're interested in, uh, whether it be the online summit, just write summit below, and we'll get you through the details. We'll get tagged in some of the videos through the week. But if you're interested in what Richard's got to talking about specifically and just want to know more about corporate training, try corporate, you know, and, and then we'll, we'll send you through uh, the course we've got with Richard as well. But that's enough of an intro, Richard. Thank you very much for being here. I uh, hope everything is well over there uh, in New Zealand at the moment. It is. And thanks for having me, Travis. Great to uh, great to be on today. Good to be on alive and uh, sharing some of the love in the uh, fitness community. Um, so I guess uh, from a, a corporate point of view, for me, it, uh, it wasn't something that uh, I started doing in, in, the, in the fitness industry. I, uh, I got into it as a change of career. And I guess the reason I came back to it was because I'd had some of that corporate background in my earlier years. Um, and so it kind of felt like a good combination of some of my previous life and some of my current life put together. Um, so I kind of understood, you know, that some of the pressures and some of the environments that you know, corporate people are under and, and how that can compromise their health. Um, mm. And with my newfound knowledge, you know, I was able to sort of put those things together and, and sort of put the offer out there as services I was providing to um, to help businesses improve the health of their employees and obviously helping helping them understand that that filters down to the bottom line. So um, it's a slow it's a slow build. But I think when you find business owners that get that message, um, they're all on board. Then they, they they want as much of it and as, as as much of it as they can possibly get. And I know I know there are, there are some businesses out there that are amazing at this. And where Brenda used to work, um, her former company, they were awesome. They brought mm-hmm. in. Um, they were actually where I think the Fitness First head offices are there. 
just yeah. irrelevantly, just 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 randomly. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing to do with fitness. The the uh, the company she used to work at. But essentially, they brought in a trainer twice a week. They then also promoted uh, like touch football teams and indoor soccer teams, and really uh, heavily promoted the use of sport and the use of fitness mm-hmm. throughout their their culture of the business. And it's something mm-hmm. that they they really did very well. Um, and in regards to a company, it's the best company I've, you know, I haven't come across too many companies, but in my experience, they were the best at it because of just their, their broad range of stuff. Um, yeah. So you're, you got into it from your own knowledge of working corporates and then, you know, like come into the fitness industry. And mm-hmm. what, um, what are the big benefits for a trainer if they want to get into corporate training? I guess, um, you know, it, obviously it's just another, it's another revenue stream. You know, ultimately, it's a great way of growing their business from potentially a single operator or someone who has other other contractors working for them or with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to need some of that help if you're going to be offering this sort of service to businesses that are, you know, you're looking at sort of anything from sort of 20, 30, 40 people upwards. Uh, you need help. You need more people on the ground and you need to be able to deploy all of that stuff. So um, obviously, you know, you're, you're going to be charging the um, the business at a certain rate for the time of the program. Um, mm-hmm. And then you're going to be paying your contractors um, a different rate. And obviously there's margin in there for you as the business owner. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's a great way of leveraging your existing knowledge. It's a great way of, of leveraging time. Um, and You've got to be careful, and obviously, the, there's there's information in the course that that goes into how to approach that. Um, you've got to be careful how you go about that, so that that you don't come in and just say, "Well, I'm just going to double my rate, and that's my corporate rate." It's a bit more nuanced to the, to it than that. Um, you have to be able to justify through a proposal what it is you're you're suggesting, um, mm-hmm. and then you put that to the business, and then there may be some toing and froing before they say, "Yes, we like what you're saying. Let's go." Um, but once you've got through those those stages, then you can fine tune um, how that goes for the next opportunity and, and get better at it um, and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's, it's an, another revenue stream, but I guess you're also going to have to weigh that up against the existing client base that you may have. And you're going to need to try and create time at the same time as balancing the other client base that you have. So, again, you know, you might need some help with that. You might need you know, someone who continues to see your your everyday clients if the corporate thing gets to a big start, you know, big size and a big mm-hmm. stage. Um, so it's managing all those moving parts, but it's certainly a, a good revenue opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So I've got, I've got two questions off the back of that. Mm. The first one we get asked all the time is when people want to go into corporates or people get asked to go into, I put, I put people who, who maybe go into schools and getting asked to run into schools in a similar vein because mm. it's putting together the package of like, what am I going to charge? Do I charge mm. per person? Do I charge for this? Do I charge? That's one of the biggest questions yeah. we get asked. The best advice I always give is charge what you're willing to work. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if yeah. you if you're like, oh well, I normally charge you know eighty bucks an hour or fifty bucks an hour, whatever it is, and you like, like you said, just double it to a hundred. Mm. If you're traveling mm. for an hour to get there, you run an hour session and an hour to get back. How long before you start to resent what you're doing? Yeah. You know, how yeah. long before you start to like really go? Oh, maybe I made a bad decision there. But I always just say, charge what you're happy to do you yeah. know, long term, right? Yeah. yeah. Any any big takeaways or anything you add on that, you think? I think that's one approach. Um, you, you mentioned uh, in a second ago about, you know, per head. And that's typically been the process that I've taken because at the end okay. of the day, um, they're paying for your knowledge. And they're not necessarily paying for your time. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, they're paying right. for your time. They're paying for how much study you've done, how much you've invested in your business to get to the point where you are now. Um, so there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of things that go into that pot in terms of the pricing that you set on the day in your proposal. Um, and I think, and I also look at it from their perspective: who's receiving the value that you're delivering? You know, are you going to charge the same for five people in the room compared to fifty people in the room? My mm. From my perspective, if I'm the business owner, I'm getting more value if I've got 50 people in my organization receiving it rather than five. That mm -hmm. should be paid for. So um, it's a way. So I look at it from that point of view and I say, okay, what's my value? How much time is it going to take? And what's the value being received by that organization? Mm. Um, and then yeah, you, yeah. Price, you price from that point of view, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great, great advice. My second question was going to lead onto that where you spoke about time. My big thing that I've always curious about with, say, corporate stuff, having not done it myself, would be is it primarily around that lunchtime situation where you're getting people or are you doing it after hours, before hours? What's the – is there is there a sweet spot or is every company just different? Each to Great question. Sort of Great question. Yeah, it, it depends on the activity, uh, I think. Uh, it depends because of location. So if you're doing something that's you know exercise-based, it might be in a park or it might be in a, a gym inside their building. That means that there's going to be more time if they've got to get from the office to the park than if you're going to their mm. building. So there's there's some little variables that you've got to keep an eye on because you talked about travel time and obviously it's your travel and their travel. It's you know yeah. there's all there's all that in between time outside of the session. Um, I've forgotten the original question. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, is um, there a sweet spot for the time you're yeah, in the session? Is it like Thank lunchtime? You. Is it before? Yeah. Or is it after? So uh, in my experience, it, it's, it's specific to the business. You know, I did one where um, we started off doing it in the morning. So they would get to work, check their emails, kind of plan their day. And we'd start at about nine. And then halfway through the program, we ended up going to, um, I think we moved to the end of the day. So it was four o'clock. We worked out for an hour till five and they went straight home from there. And then nice. before it finished, we went to noon. So we were doing it at lunchtime. So it kept shifting. And I guess okay. that's something you've got to bear in mind is you've got to be flexible. You've got to be able to do what they need you to do rather mm -hmm. than, you know, the other way around. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a two way street. So, um, yeah, it's, it's business dependent, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So real business dependent. So we've got, yeah. we've chatted very briefly about the benefits for a PT, uh, very briefly about the benefits for the company in regards to help. I mean, well, we we just sort of touched on that. What what would the benefits mm. for the company be for, for mm. bringing in a PT just just on a quick mm -hmm. you know a quick once yep. over for those who might be going well? But what, what what's in it for the company? Yeah, of course. I mean, um, you you mentioned earlier about culture. You know, talked about the sports team stuff, leveraging mm -hmm. sport, exercise. That's a really big one because when this stuff becomes an everyday thing, it does change the nature of the organization. One of mm. the things I found is that, that it gives them something to talk about with each other that doesn't relate to work. And that's yeah. bonding. That's them getting to know each other better. That you know their individual personalities. They get to learn about each other's families. They become a, a tighter knit unit as a work mm. organization, and that's really powerful. Um, you know, if you trust someone better, if you know someone better, you're going to get on with them better. You're going to work better. You're going to be more productive. So, not only is it cultural, but it's just productivity. So, if you get more work done in the same amount of time, that's got to be good for any business, or even the same amount of work yeah. done in less time you know potentially whichever way you want to look at it yeah um, that, that's that's want, actually great yeah if if you if you want to go to the place where you work 
that's half the battle. Like there are so many people turning up and it's called presenteeism. They're turning up and they don't want to be there. How many organizations are there around the world that have people that are turning up and don't want to be there? So, you know, mm. you've got that engagement as well. Potentially, you've got that engagement as well. So people are not only turning up for themselves, they're turning up for each other. Um, that's probably going to mean that absenteeism is going to go down because mm -hmm. when it's that, OK, I'm really sick. Well, you stay home. We don't want your bugs. But when it's a, oh, I might take Monday off, you know, that sort of attitude. If that changes, then that absenteeism rate goes down. Mm. And there are millions of dollars lost in all economies because people are apparently the stats no. from 2018 is 4.7 days lost per employee. You multiply that by, you know, the the the, um, the average wage across an organization and you can start to add mm. up the dollars that are being lost just because they're not at their desk or they're not at the organization. It's yeah, megabucks. Okay. And so you compare that to the investment of a of a program that may last three, six, 12 months, whatever. And very quickly, the maths adds up. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Big, big. It's funny that, that what you've just said there is very funny. It just sort of reminded me of my sister-in-law's uh, situation. She works in an office and the her managers like was chatting to her going, we need to get more life in the office. It's so quiet. And she's, she makes jokes with us and goes like, hey, like listen to this is our office at like 11 o'clock. It's like a 20-second recording and there's just, it's just crickets. It's just, there's no noise at all. <laughs> and what you said was I was like, I hadn't even thought of the idea of like, hey, you know, have you spoken? Maybe you should get in like a like a fitness thing going. Like I hadn't even thought of that as like mm. I just thought on the health side of things as mm. opposed to mm. the, you know, like and that, that's a very important thing as well. Yeah. It would be ideal for their company from the sounds of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then probably the last thing we'll go on today, because you know, I want to try and keep these calls at 15 minutes thereabouts. Sure. The last thing I want to go on to is what activities as a trainer are corporates, and I know this is going to be, I, I, I think I know the answer for this, but I'm going to ask yeah. it anyway. What activities are, are the right activities? Is it going in for the gym situation? Is it going in for hit? Is it going out and doing a run club? Is it yoga? Is it? You know, is there something that resonates specifically or? It's a little bit like the what time of day. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like the time of day thing. I think I think the way to approach it is to survey the organization first. So, you know, if you've got that initial interest, it's about surveying those who would be involved and saying, hey, guys, this is happening. What do you want it to look like? And so that's what mm. I've done is I've got people to just do an online, fill in an online form and start giving me feedback, A, to where they're at from their own health and what sort of things they'd like as the content. And then you can say, look, you, you know, this is the survey evidence. This is what your guys are saying. This is my suggested structure. So, yes, often exercise is a key component. We know the benefits of exercise. We don't, you know, we're all on the, the same page with that. From a health point of view, um, any sort of movement is going to be good for your health. Um, but then you can add other things in. You know, there may be some sort of education component where you're talking to them on a monthly basis. Mm. Um, you're sending them emails. You're sending them articles, whatever it may be. Um, you know, there could be, you know, you talked about touch games or sort of some sort of um, team sports. You know, that could be an element of the program that you organize or, you, you know, tap into something that's already organized. Um, you could have weekends away. You know, you could almost do the retreat type thing. So, you know, right. I, I don't think, you know, as you say, what, how long is a piece of string? There's not one necessarily one specific mm. answer to that. I think it's about what does the organization need? And, you know, part of that survey might be that, oh, well, we've all got bad backs. Well, part of the program needs to address the back problem. 
Mm, so yeah, okay. um, you know you, you've got to find out what the needs are of the organization really and sort of hit their hit their weak spots because then that's going to you're going to get big bang for buck in terms of remedying yeah. some of their problems yeah yeah because i mean i suppose it all, all varies because you might have an organization that's maybe a bit more aged or you might have yeah. one that's a bit younger um yeah, yeah so you're always going to have different things i was expecting the answer mm. of being like well it depends on the company you know so it does but it's, yeah. uh then, then this one's probably going to be the same same answer. I just wanted to mm. ask this one last one as well. Mm. When you're going into a lot of these companies or when you've got people going into these companies, are they running, are you running like one session or are you running like going, okay, well, I'm going to run two sessions and like half the half the office comes out for one and then the other half comes out for the other like part? Is, is that sort of how it works within company? Oh, again, it just varies. It does vary. I mean, from from my perspective, I've only, I've only worked with small to medium sized organizations. Um, mm -hmm. And so we've been able to manage it with one session. But I think, you know, if okay. you were talking larger organizations, then I think you'd give them maybe two or three options across the week. Um, and obviously, that would have to be part of the proposal. It'll have to be viable. You know, you're not going to turn up and have two people and say, well, sorry, guys, mm -hmm. you're paying full whack. So, you know, it's about catering for the numbers and making sure that people are going to turn up and keeping that communication open. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. That's awesome. All right, All right. guys. I think that, that's probably it for today. Our first guest, Richard Ellis, talking corporate training. Like I said, we had a, a few people on live. Thank you very much for watching. Lisa, thank you very much. Uh, we're chatting to you later in the week, actually. So keep an eye out for that. Anyone else listening? Awesome. Uh, if you are interested in uh, corporate training specifically, you can write corporate below. And uh, we'll follow you up with some messages and, and let you know how you can find out more about that. But if you want to learn more about just the summit in general, like I said, very exciting. Um, I didn't even give the number. Didn't give the numbers. I think we've got 20, uh, 21 or twenty two presentations, so uh, ranging across a whole heap of different things, a whole heap of presenters around the world. So super exciting news. So if you're interested in the summit, just write summit below. Uh, that's it though uh, today with Richard. Anything you want to leave us uh, with, Richard? Or um, look, if people want to have a, lo a longer chat, please, you can find me on Facebook. Um, feel free to message me and we're ha happy to Beautiful. chat further. Um, yeah, but um, other than that, no, have a great day. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, thank you for being here. As always, hit like, say hello. Always want to hear from you. Uh, that was Richard Ellis. And keep an eye out for the rest of the week for some of our guests coming up uh, throughout the week. Thanks for watching, guys. Bye. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. 
visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.